0: fellow sports photographers. My name is Dean Mukhtaropoulos, or All Sports Snapper, as I am called by no one but on my social media, and I'm a sports photographer working full-time for Getty Images. Welcome to the Sports Photography Philosophy Podcast, where I have open discussions with the world's best sports photographers, as well as speak about my experiences covering various events around the world. This podcast will give you an insight behind the long lenses from the men and women who fill our sports pages, websites, and magazines with amazing imagery. Previous listeners, you all know the drill by now. For newbies, any questions, comments, get in contact with me via Twitter or Instagram at allsportsnapper or my website allsportsnapper.com. Today's show is a rundown of how I worked at the Confederations Cup 2017 in Russia. Travelling with the Getty editorial and FIFA photographers team, we covered three cities, Moscow, St. Petersburg, and Sochi. Without going to too much detail, I talked about the stadiums, preview images, security, positions we occupy at the matches, setting up remotes, traveling in Russia, my expectations and retrospect of most matches, and pretty much what it's like to work at a big sporting event. Shout out to my colleagues who are listening, and yes, I'm talking to you, Clive Rose. So without further delay, I hope you enjoy the Sports Photography Philosophy Podcast. We've arrived two days ago in Russia, in St. Petersburg. I uh, caught a land at one o'clock in the morning. By the time you get to the hotel, three o'clock, all that kind of stuff. Uh, From Amsterdam to St. Petersburg, And uh, now, uh, yesterday was picking up accreditation, uh, sorting yourself out in terms of equipment, uh, making sure everything works. Um, We do tests at home obviously, but then you get back to the stadium, you get to the ground and you uh, check everything works. You meet up with your colleagues. And then this is day two now that I've been at the ground and we've gone and uh, set up some remotes in the roof. And as this is a major event, not just a small event like, uh, like the ones I've uh, covered on a normal basis, we have IT guys, and I, I know some uh, IT guys traveling around. Uh, I will be going with uh, a guy named Buda Mendez, uh, a, a Brazilian colleague, and uh, John Dietz, our IT, Getty Images IT uh, guru from the States. So we'll be traveling around to the different venues, uh, mainly between St. Petersburg and Sochi, and we have one day in Moscow. Uh, But today I'm at the stadium, I'm actually looking at the brand new St. Petersburg uh, stadium uh, where the first game will be played tomorrow. Uh, The first game being Russia v. New Zealand, the blockbuster. And uh, today I was in the roof uh, with Ian Walton um, who will be here for the first match. All uh, Most of us, most of the Getty Images photographers uh, are, are coming to St. Peterb- Petersburg sorry, to cover the first match um, together and then everyone will sort of go their own way and be covering different regions of Russia while the Confederations Cup is being played. Uh, but back to the remotes, M- uh, myself and Ian Walton went into the roof with much... Uh, what's the word? bureaucracy, bureaucracy, that kind of thing, um, because of, you know, safety and and security issues and papers need to be signed and everything. So very, very difficult to get into the roof. But we finally got in um, the guys, the IT guys, over the last few weeks of... Uh, actually, over the last few years, um, because this Confederations Cup is a uh, test event for the World Cup, which will be here next year. So we've got... Ethernet cables up in the roof. We've got power, um, so I've set up a uh, re- remote camera. We've got a 14 mil in the middle, which uh, which I'm not a big fan of personally, but Ian set one up, and that's mainly to get a shot of the opening ceremony with a bit of the stadium. And I've gone for a tight shot of the goal mouth, which if you've listened to previous uh, episodes, I like to be big and bold, full in the frame, so I've gone for a 7200, nice and tight, just on the six yard box. Uh, so uh, the camera will be fired by a pocket wizard, which I'll have on me, which I'll fire with a foot pedal. And then that foot pedal will trigger not only a remote behind the goal, it will also fire the remote above the goal as well. So all going well, I should have a nice picture if there's a goal, scramble, action, something along those lines. Um, And then those pictures that are on the remote roof, uh, the remote in the roof, will actually go directly to our editors in London. So from St. Petersburg, as I fire it, the editors who we have an editing suite set up where I think it's in between three and five, depending on how many games are going on. Editors will be going through all the images that they, that we will be sending them from not only myself, from the other four or five photographers that will be at the opening match. And they will see every image that is fired on my remote in the roof. And then the images that are coming through my 400mm, my 70 to 200 most more than likely my second lens, and my third lens, which will probably be some sort of wide angle in case uh, the players score and celebrate next to me. Um, I will be just sending a select of the images that I shoot. So, you know, you shoot a couple hundred or whatever, and then I'll be tagging the, you know, 10, 20, 30 that I like um, for them to see. And then they can choose the sharpest, the best shape, and then they'll caption it, as I've mentioned many times before, that kind of thing. So, it's, um, yeah, it's it's different, obviously, when you work at these bigger events, mainly due to the fact that, uh, you know, things... Other photographers, IT have been at the venues setting up uh, locations, seating, um, communications, uh, all that kind of stuff, and it's uh, it's it makes it a little bit sometimes easier, but then other times sometimes more difficult as well, just because there's there's so much going on, and especially at a new stadium, and security, you know, being as tight as it is, you know, in the modern world, we have uh, a lot of security. Uh, threats and people to deal with so you know people are a little bit more cautious uh even just briefly like even getting into the stadium it took um just on my equipment about 15 minutes to look so you can imagine when you've got you know hundreds of photographers showing up for a match especially when russia are playing because all the, the local russian photographers will be here you know every single lens had to come out of my bag and the photog- the security had to look through every lens to make sure it was a real lens. Every single camera, and I had five bodies, had to be turned on and proved that it was a real camera. Every, uh, like uh, my phone, my Dutch mobile phone, my uh, my Russian SIM card phone, every phone has to be turned on, prove that it's a phone. Laptop had to be turned on, proved that it was a laptop. I mean, I don't know what they're looking for, but, you know, what can you say? You know, you, you can't question the security guards at these kind of events. You've just got to do what they say sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, so getting even into the stadium is a challenge in itself. We're going to get here very early tomorrow anyway to make sure that we get in before the rush and before all the uh, hundreds of other photographers, and not just photographers, TV crews, written written press. Everyone goes through that one entrance point and when you have so many photographers with so much equipment coming through, I mean, it could it could take forever to get through the door. So there's a lot of challenges at these kind of events, and um, I know we're up to it as a company and individually. But it doesn't make it any easier. It seems like the more places we go, the more security uh, seems to tighten up, and you know, again, understandably so. So there's uh, my day one, day one uh, briefing of. Uh, and yeah, at the moment, just quickly, I'm in with Ian Walton, Buddha Mendes, John Dietz, uh, Richard Car- Cordoba, and um, Francois Nell, who's our uh, South African who lives in Dubai. We're all in the uh, press room doing tests, moving around the stadium, um, doing some tests, uh, some testing the lines, testing the communications, making London um, has all the FTPs and all the... The places where the images will be dropping into, uh, you know, set up, ready for the match tomorrow. And so when colleagues that are showing up again tonight and tomorrow morning, we're ready to go. They can just come in, plug in their laptops, plug in their 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 um, their, their cameras, and uh, they're away. Everyone will be away and ready to rock and send pictures and deliver images. Amazing imagery, I'll say it. Amazing imagery to our clients. Super fast, you know, and obviously try and uh, beat, uh, well beat our previous records of uh, getting images to clients and you know that's that's the goal of every event you know improve on your last your last job so there day one and uh yeah next report will come from the match itself moments away from the start of the confederations cup match one game one day three or yeah three for me and uh Buda Mendez, Ian Walton Francois Nell uh, yeah all of us are uh, three of us are pitch side one of us upstairs in the Tribune he's going to shoot the match for the first half up top and then come down for the second half uh, Francois is, sorry and um, I'm shooting on the manager side uh, Russia attack I think first half and uh, yes it wouldn't be a major event without a bit of ACDC playing um, yeah, so looking forward to a good tournament, a good match, obviously. Uh, remote set up, I got one in the roof, uh, which we set up, We had come in yesterday early, and one right behind the goal. The one behind the goal. The one, sorry, everyone's laughing at me, talking into my hairy microphone. Uh, one behind the goal is actually foot pedal triggered, and I've actually put the connect, the pocket wizard on top of the uh, go, remote goal right behind the goal, behind the net. And then that will trigger my remote that's in the roof. So all going well, I'll have two decent remotes. And uh, the good thing is, again, we're working at a major event. So all the cameras are ethernet cabled. All the pictures are being sent direct to um, London, where we have a, our editing suite of uh, four Editors led by uh, photographer extraordinaire and uh, new supervisor of the uh, editors, Lawrence Griffiths. And uh, side notes, Lawrence is the best football photographer in the world. Um, But yeah, And he will be actually flying out just for the semi-final and the final. Game finishes 2-0 to Russia. And, uh, you know, I've been very lucky over my career to shoot many, many good games. And definitely this was not one of them. Uh, To see New Zealand, you know, sorry to my Kiwi friends, New Zealand were not very good. I guess you know I've been shooting a lot of German football, club football, and Champions League, and you know people uh, of players of the highest uh, calibre. And then I don't know if it was just the match or if it was the atmosphere, or but yeah, today they just New Zealand did not put put the game together, and the pictures reflected that. It was very. Uh, not much action, not much uh, contested balls, uh, the the Russians weren't too bad, they had the home support obviously, so they were happy to get the win, but picture wise it was not very good. I had a remote um, above the goal and behind the goal, both fired, both got some go- goals and uh, both got what they needed to get, so that was good. Um, I was a bit off today in my game, I don't think I, I think I should have got more out of the match. Personally, so um, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't. I wouldn't say disappointed, but I think I could have got more out of out of what happened in front of me. So there was a few occasions where, you know, I just uh, I think I should have been on on the player a little bit earlier. You know, a fraction of a second earlier, just to get that you know that tackle and uh, you know the player controlling the ball for that you know nice stock image. And so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my best game, but uh, overall. I'd say, you know, I'd give myself a, a 6, a generous, a generous 6 out of 10. Um, but looking at the pictures from the rest of the guys, um, like I said, we had a guy pretty much in every corner. Francois did the first stuff up top, and he got a nice uh, goal. Um, and, yeah, and the rest of the guys got everything, as they always do, so that wasn't the problem. Um, but, yeah, the main issues that we did have today were technology problems. A bit of internet went down, and, you know, these are things that usually happen at the uh, major events you know it's just sort of ironing out the um, the bugs from the first match it's a new stadium Um, security where it'll be a little bit tenser a little bit more tense than normal as well good to get the first match out of the way tomorrow well straight i'm still at the stadium now i'm just outside the media room recording this and then uh, now i've just packed up my stuff we're going to head back to the hotel uh, sleep for a couple hours and then we have to get up at 3am to get a six o'clock flight to Moscow for the next match so uh, yeah non-stop for the next three days it's pretty much game match game hotel transport hotel it's just yeah non-stop three games three ga- three days and then after that we have a rest day where we'll probably do a training session and press conference and that kind of thing but yeah today it's good to get the first game out of the game first match out of the way and uh, on to the next Match three, day two. We've uh, flown from uh, flown from St Petersburg to Moscow, um, or Moscow, as my American IT colleague keeps saying. And what's happened is, uh, yeah, we've flown in, and because we're flying straight out to Sochi tomorrow, uh, half of our bags were being shipped straight to Sochi via, um, so one bag was being shipped to Moscow for some reason and the other bag was being shipped directly to Sochi because they thought this was like a, um, this was just a a stopover instead of being our destination for the night. So we had to stay in the airport for an extra few hours and speak to lots of different Russian people and get that sorted. So that was a bit of a ball, sorry, pain. And then uh, we've gone straight to the hotel dropped our bags obviously checked in dropped our uh luggage and then come straight to the ground to set up remotes um there's only two editorial photographers here today uh myself and buddha um, buddha Mendes, my brazilian colleague and uh two fifa guys um we have decided to both shoot uh on the manager's side and we've both set up remotes obviously behind the goal Um, No roof, no roof remotes today because uh, we've just flown in and you have to do there usually the day before or early in the morning and obviously time permitting, we didn't have the opportunity. So we've set up a goal remote just behind the goal itself, um, behind the net on the ground. Um, Foot pedal, that uh, has been set up with my colleague again, uh, Jim uh DT, our uh, New York IT guy and he's uh, connected that so yeah as I fire the remote, every single frame I take will be firing straight to a server somewhere in Moscow and then that will be shooting again straight off to um, straight off to London where the guys Mark Trowbridge led by Lawrence Griffiths, uh, Matt Eads, Justin Davies, our, our top editors. I hope they're listening. Um, are going to be going through all our pictures, making sure that they, we send out the right ones. And uh, yes, get out the pictures as soon as possible to all the colleagues. And I am covering, like I said before, match three, which is Chile versus Cameroon. So uh, teams, I think I've covered Chile once before at the World Cup in 2016 in Brazil. Uh, I don't think I've ever shot Cameroon before, off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, so interesting match. I'm wondering, the stands are not very full at the moment, there's hardly anyone here really, and uh, for some reason in Moscow I can't imagine there being many uh, Cameroonians or Chileans uh, living or working here, but at the moment I'd say the stadium is about... 120th full, so very empty at the moment. So, uh, yeah, another good game. Hopefully, score some goals. Jim's here to tell me I've done something wrong. Uh, report after the match. The game finished 2 0 to Chile, and uh, it was a much higher standard of match. And also, this ground was a much better ground to shoot at. The light was nicer, the backgrounds were nicer. Um, so yeah, it was a much overall a much better game. Um, I think yesterday a little bit of user error um, on my part. I just wasn't on it. I think as well as 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 um, as good as I should have been. Um, you know, you have those games where it just doesn't just doesn't seem to work out too well. But you know, it wasn't too bad like I said yesterday. But um, today, I'm considering you know the travel and airports and a bit of lost baggage, well. Uh, sort of lost and then found baggage and then uh, getting to the ground and getting in the stadium and setting up remotes and all that stuff and considering that I think it was fairly good. Um, there's a player named Vidal who's a uh, Chilean international number eight. Uh, he also plays for Bayern Munich in uh, Germany as of the time of the recording and um, he is a very uh, photogenic player. He you know, he's covered in tattoos, he's got the big uh, mohawk style hairstyle and also he does a lot of patterns and stuff. You, he obviously spends a lot of time in hairdressers. Um, but he, you know, I, I, I focused on him for about five or ten minutes of the match, you know, when um, I focused on him just to try and get some details, you know, a few of the tattoos and a few of his, mainly of his hairstyle really, just because, you know, it's something very unique in, um, you know, when, when I do these kind of matches, Obviously, you know, we're obviously trying to get the goals and the yellow cards and the celebrations and all the, you know, the standard stuff, which I've mentioned, uh, you know, many times before. Um, but it's also, I think, giving the clients a little bit, something a little bit different, you know, maybe... I'm sure other photographers notice it, but, you know, giving them, you know, waiting till they're really close or full in the frame or putting my, uh, my 1.4 converter on the camera just to get in um, really tight and show, you know, these little... These little details, which the players obviously spend a lot of time doing, like tattoos, like their hairstyles. So you know, maybe just showing those little little details, giving the client something else, um, and it worked out really well. I think you know, there's a nice shot of just his head from behind, and he's got a big star um, uh, shaved into the back of his head. You know, with his mohawk and Vidal written across his back you know and it was a pretty dark uh, fairly almost black I'd say background and he's got the white shirt on so you know in, in I think again it's you know it's not amazing but it's probably my favourite picture of the of the day Um, and I'm sure the editors would have seen me uh, tag uh, lock the picture and it would have gone through to London and even though I haven't checked the site I'm 100% sure they would have sent it because they are some of the best editors around, so that, that wouldn't have been an issue. Um, I spoke to my colleague uh, Buddha and uh, yeah, he was quite happy. He said there was a little bit of an issue with one of his cameras, but uh, overall fairly happy with what he got. And again, I think the fact uh, that the ground, the light was a bit better, the backgrounds were a bit better, the standard of game, Chile and Cameroon, both you know uh, South American champions, uh, African champions, played much better football than we saw um, from the Russians and the New Zealanders yesterday, so that obviously helps uh, in terms of getting uh, some good action pitches as well. So, yeah, overall, I was um, fairly happy with what what um, what I produced. Um, the remotes fired, which was great, but there was no goals on my end, so that wasn't too great. But, you know, I'm getting into the the routine of um, setting up my remotes and you know firing with the foot pedal and. You know, you have to get into the routine as well. If you haven't shot a game for a while and then you get back into it, it takes, a, you know, maybe half a game, a game just to get back into that routine. So another game tomorrow, um, we're just packing up. The um, uh, gym is uh, just making sure all the pictures sent and uh, everybody's happy before we uh, pack up and transport back to the hotel. Another four or five hours sleep and then uh, back to the uh, Moscow ho- uh, airport and uh, flying out uh, uh, just after eight o'clock uh, to Sochi, where we, will, where we will be based for uh, two or three days before heading back to St. Petersburg for the next game. So you know, if, uh, I'm sure we'll be doing like a training session or something on those days, as well as the match. So yeah, tomorrow, fly in, do a match, back to the hotel, and then I think we have a training sessions for the next couple of days, so a little bit easy easier after a a busy uh, three days in a row. Well, I'm inside the stadium now. It's the match day, match day three, match four. Um, I'm situated on the manager side today. I've met up with colleagues Alex Grimm, who I just was working with a few weeks, uh, about a month ago actually, in uh, the Beach Soccer World Cup and I have uh, Alexander Hassenstein from Germany as well, who's actually following the German national team. He's covering uh, the Germans uh, editorially for Getty Images, but for his fol- he's following the team, so he traveled out with the official German media. Um, and uh, I'm very happy today actually, because I'm covering the Aussies, Australia, are playing Germany in a match in the Confederations Cup, match day four, as I mentioned. And, um, yeah, so we've got three editorial photographers. Uh, Buddha Mendez is on the far side. Alexander Haschenstein, uh, he will be doing Germany attacks both halves. So he'll be following, uh, yeah, so whoever, whichever side Germany attack first half, he will go there. And Buddha and myself are uh, stationary. We'd just be uh, situated in one spot. Um, I don't normally support a team when I shoot. It's sort of better to be neutral, but it's pretty hard when you have so many German colleagues, and obviously Germany dominate to have dominated world football for so many years. Not to want the Aussies to win. So, uh, of course, I have no say in the matter. But you know, that's that's uh, yeah. I will have a slight cheer if uh, the final result ends up with Australia winning the game. Uh, one thing I've got to mention yesterday was uh, from the Chile-Cameroon match was how many people, how many Chileans were actually in the crowd. It was—it turned out to be quite a full stadium, and you really noticed that when the national anthem came on, um, that the, the Chilean fans are really made their voices heard so that was quite uh, quite a surprise I didn't expect so many Germans uh, sorry Chileans to be living in Moscow I keep trying to say Moscow like my American uh, gym uh, IT guy keeps saying but it's Moscow um, so yeah again looking for looking forward to a good match again uh, goals celebration the usual stuff and uh, every match we've had a bit of a brief where we have to um, uh, get there's legends that att- attend every match. So there's Asamoah, who is uh, an ex-German international, and Mark Bresciano. Uh, he might not be a legend to many other uh, many other football followers. Might actually not know who Mark Bresciano is, but in uh, in Australia's eyes, he scored some very crucial goals in um, in the golden era a few years back uh, of uh, Australian qualifying for World Cups and stuff. So. He's an important player, and uh, yeah, so we've got to look out for him. He'll be in the stands, treated as a VIP. So uh, yeah, got to get him, uh, usual managers, action, and uh, again, we're tethered up, our IT have set up, and the guys in London are waiting for our images to come through. So uh, as uh, we've got about an hour until kickoff. I'm going to get out there and get some fans, uh, faces painted, uh, shirts, Waving flags, send out some preview pictures to the, to the uh, office in London. I'm back in the media room. I've packed up all the remotes and um, it all seemed to go fairly well. Uh, the only problem I think we had was a little bit of connection issues, So the um, some of the pictures got uh, a bit delayed uh, arriving. But when I say delayed, I mean by a minute or so. Nothing, you know, uh, when we were in Moscow, the images seem to send within seconds. Um, as soon as you press the, the lock or tag button, the pictures would go pretty much instantaneously to London, which uh, you know, make, takes a lot of uh, pressure off you because you know that they're receiving everything quickly. But um, today it was a little bit, uh, I had to swap cards into the other camera because one cable was working and then the other cable, the other cable wasn't working. So there's a little bit of issues there and it sort of it distracts you a little bit, but overall, Um, I was quite happy with the images, Um, some really nice, solid um, action, you know, two men and a ball, Uh, Germany, uh, a a tiny match report, Germany were a better team, Uh, simple as that. The Aussies held on, even though the 3-2 score, I think it flattered the Australians uh, a little bit, Um, you know, but you never know, if you hold on, you never know, you can maybe snatch something out of it, but... um, Overall, the score was uh, a bit flattering to the Aussies and uh, my game, personally, I think I had a fairly good game. Uh, lots of stock, uh, you know, there's a lot of new uh, internationals for, for Germany. Uh, they've brought a fairly young squad and trying out a, uh, a young captain as well, uh, Drexler, who's a player that plays at uh, PSG, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, and uh, he was captain, led the team very well, got player of the match, uh, scored a goal from the penalty spot, Um, and the Aussies, you know, they're tries, but, you know, just as a a bit of a golfing class, I think. Um, Back to the photography, though, Um, my remotes behind the goal fired, uh, so that wasn't an issue, Um, and everything seemed to go pretty well uh i think i'm a bit more disappointed with the result than the <laughs> than the photography uh buddha on the other side got everything he needed to get and alexander Hassenstein, who like i said before was following the german team he did germany attack both halves and you know alexander if anybody knows alexander he's uh a very proud german very proud to be following the team and uh you know he he doesn't miss a thing that guy so Um, yeah overall I think we have a very strong set of images and uh, yeah we have a rest day tomorrow Um, but I am coming in I've actually moments ago um, I had to fill in a form and I'm getting access into the roof so but that I have to do that 24 hours before the match itself so I will be Uh, coming into the stadium, uh, be escorted up by some trained professionals and then I'll be taking into the roof to set up a remote camera which will be facing onto one of the goal mouths. Um, I'll probably use a 7200 or maybe a 300 depending how far away it is because it's a very high stadium. Um, So it depends, I'll have a look and see. And uh, yeah, I'll set up a remote camera. And um, another thing which I haven't mentioned before is the remote camera that I will be using um, you sometimes if you have a battery the battery can run out obviously Um, you know, even if you put on auto um, time off and you know to trigger it to bring it back to life um, on the game Um, but we have a special battery that has a connection into uh, AC power or mains power Um, so I can use that Um, the Sochi or the LOC the local organizing committee have um, sorted out power for us so I'll be able to plug in the uh, camera directly into the power so we've definitely got no issue with that um, a little bit of an issue with the uh, pocket wizards um, all going well um, they they usually turn off after a few minutes and then again you just press it once and it brings it back to life and then you press it again then it will start firing so coming tomorrow uh, should take no more than two or three hours you know with getting in meeting the right people getting the access getting uh, you know there's a lot of doors and uh, you know you have to unlock to get into the roof so once all that set it all up do my tests and then that'll be uh, my job for the tomorrow and then I think we have a training session but uh, yeah so I'll give a little bit of an update uh, tomorrow on uh, how the uh, remotes look and uh, how uh, easy it was to get into the roof. So again, good game. Happy with the result uh, uh, of the imagery. Not happy with the result of the match. Uh, and there's not many sports I actually follow where I, you know, want one team to win. It's just always about the imagery. But today, a little bit of bias towards the Aussies in terms of uh, hoping for the result anyway. But uh, photography-wise, you know, we after the match, we shoot. Uh, Australian dejection, uh, German players celebrating—you know, usual stuff. You know, you sort of you can't be biased when it comes to photography in that in that respect. You have to make sure that all the clients, you know, on both sides—the Aussie media and the German media—get everything that they they need for their uh, stories and uh, newspapers, magazines, websites. So yesterday. Uh, we came to the stadium. We spent in between uh, it was eight or nine hours at the stadium even though there was no match and we set up a Roof remote and the main reason uh, We did shoot Mexico training which was here, but the main reason for coming in and spending so much time here Was uh, getting access into the roof to set up a remote goal The remote goal is in line with the six yard box The six yard box and straight above in the, in the top of the stands. So the goal will if, and, and what I've done also, I've got two goals, two 1DX Mark 1s behind behind the goal. Sorry if it's a bit difficult to hear with all the, but uh, it's about 20, 30 minutes to kick off and I obviously I'm not allowed to record during the match for uh, copyright infringement or whatever, so I'm doing a quick recording now. Um, yeah, so two, go- two goals, two goal cameras, two remotes which I trigger with a foot pedal And on one of those cameras, I've put a Pocket Wizard, which will trigger my camera in the roof. Fingers crossed. So in essence, I have three remote cameras, and I have three remote. uh, Three. Sorry, let me say that again. I'm trying to make sure I don't get hit with the ball as the players are all shooting everywhere, and it's New Zealand, so the players are running a bit astray. so yeah, three remote cameras and three camera bodies on me. One with a 400, one with a 7200, and one with a uh, 2470. And uh, if you've listened to previous shows, you'll know that you know for the bigger games, Champions League, Europa League, um, all these big football matches/soccer matches, um, you have a third body at your feet, just in case um, someone celebrates right in front of you. And you know, it doesn't happen very often. And it, but you know, the thing is that you're, if you've watched TV, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. If you've watched TV, and you see sometimes the players celebrate right on the ad boards, and if you see a photographer with a 70 to 200, if you see him with a white lens, him or her, shooting with a white lens, that person is too close, and you're not going get, to really get much of a photo. So, having that 24 to 70. Um, at your feet just in case is what you need to have you know Uh, the last thing you want to do is uh, especially if it's a winning goal um, or you know the the the, you know even if it's even if it's in the first minute of the match and the game ends 1-0 you want to have that shot you know you you can't rely on another goal going in so you know football's like that you know the game can be and it goes the other way as well the football can be dull 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 all the way and then in the 91st minute someone scores a goal and you know you need to be on the ball 20 you know ready to go you know from the first second to the last second. So there's no, there's no, uh, there's no room for error. So again, with these major events, especially when we're working for clients with like FIFA because they're relying on our pitchers to come in, then we have to make sure that we get everything. So like I said, three remotes, three handheld, and, uh, yeah, Buddha is over the other side. He's, we're both on the bench side because there's only the two of us covering it for editorial. And uh, my colleague, who uh, I've shot with many times before, and uh, I consider him in family now, Alex Grimm, the Grimster, he's uh, shooting for FIFA on the, on, the, on the pitch side. So he actually has FIFA access, Is actually more, they have more access than the editorial photographers, even from Getty. And he's actually sitting right next to the benches. And the cool part is that he actually gets to walk into the tunnel and shoot the players and the managers as they're coming in and out of the tunnel. And, you know, that's it's an exclusive position and it makes amazing photos. And Alex is, uh, you know, one of our best. He, he does a lot of stuff at FIFA. So, you know, looking forward to the match. And then after the game, hopefully I'll be able to report on how uh, I got everything, didn't miss a thing. And uh, everyone, including my bosses, uh, hello, Paul, if you're listening, and Martin, uh, if uh, yeah, hopefully they uh, will be very happy with what uh, what I get. So fingers crossed. Report in a 90 minutes for me, two seconds for you. Game finishes 2-1 two, to Mexico. Uh, the Kiwis played a lot better than the last game. Picture-wise, uh, it was okay. No goals happened on my end. I see the three remotes I set up uh, pretty much amounted to nothing. Pretty. M- <laughs> Because there was no goals uh, there 's not that really, really that many pictures to send. I think there was a couple decent saves, but you know picture wise it was nothing uh, nothing to write home about, um, but yeah, no goals means no real photos for the remotes um, uh, action wise I think i've got everything that happened in front of me. We work a little bit for the Mexico uh, team and um, we do a bit of work extra work extra work with the Mexican. Players, so we had to sort of do a few more little things around them. So, as plays going on, you're sort of looking for details and, and general shots of the Mexican team and uh, Mexican players, uh, mainly in groups. So, you know, there's a thing which you, most people probably know, but if you take a picture of one person and uh, a company uses it, then it looks like that person's sponsored, so you don't really use that. But if you take a group shot um, of four or five players, you wouldn't associate a specific player with it, so it's a bit easier to um, to use uh, in uh, marketing for the for the for the Mexican Football Federation. Uh, I'm just exiting the stadium at the moment, and security everywhere. Uh, I collected the remotes without much problem. Uh, the Russian. Uh, Local organising committee, the LOC, have been amazing in terms of uh, trying to help us out and make sure we get the images and the locations and the spots that we need to get. So that's been great. Um, The only uh, issue I had was there was no goals or celebrations in front of me today. But picture-wise, oh yeah, like I said before, happy with the way it worked out. Uh, Buddha got some nice, uh, the winning goal, the Mexican winning goal happened in front of him. And, uh, you know, Buddha being Buddha, he got it, no problem. And, uh, yeah, now we head back. Uh, Unfortunately, again, we go back, pack up our stuff. By the time I get my bags and cameras and everything together, we fly out at 6 a.m. Then we go straight to the hotel, Sochi to Moscow, Moscow to St. Petersburg, and then St. Petersburg, we do a game in the afternoon tomorrow. So another long day, uh, another... Uh, yeah, and it's a six o'clock kickoff, so it's pretty much you know run straight to the stadium and get ready for the match. And it w- so I won't have a chance to set up a remote in the roof tomorrow, but I will have a chance to set up remotes behind the goal, the two. So, you know, just the standard two remotes behind the goal, three camera bodies, and no remotes in the roof. Uh, so I'm looking forward to another, not looking forward to having two or three hours sleep. Uh, But after that we have a day off in St. Petersburg which is pretty much going to entail a lot of sleeping and uh, maybe do a little bit of um, catching up on some editing, catching up on expenses. Uh, So it's not really a day off in terms of doing everything that you're supposed to be, that you would have liked to have done over the last few days but haven't had a chance because it's been pretty full on ever since we uh, landed, Uh, non-stop really since we landed from since I landed from Amsterdam, what five six days ago? Again, a bit of a blur. So we left the hotel at four a.m. Get a six o'clock flight. We go to Moscow. The flight's delayed. We go to St. Petersburg. My colleague Jim forgets his passport in the van in the air, in the airplane. So then we. That wasn't much of the delay, it was more of the flight. And then we get to the game just under an hour before the actual game kicks off. So I quickly set up a remote, didn't get time to test cables, plugged in, sent a few frame test frames, office say it's okay. Um, it's half time between Australia versus Cameroon. So I was hoping to actually be here early and do some fans and get things ready, but um, unfortunately, you know, traveling on the day of the match and like you know one little error and then you're uh, you're behind the eight ball all day so yeah i'm sort of a little bit tired um, no food and um yeah second half's about to kick off and so far not having a good game just because it's 14 hours to do what should be a two-hour flight so uh, anyway back to the match report after match 10 Portugal uh, oh before I do that uh, summarise last match uh, the game was terrible <laughs> um, football football wise it wasn't great uh, Australia and Cameroon ended at 1-1 picture wise it was just a very dull match again it seemed to be lacking uh, the little bit of quality maybe that I'm used to from doing a lot of European football Um but yeah, picture-wise, it didn't really work that well. Um, but we got through, uh, like I mentioned before, it was very, very difficult to um, shoot uh, with such little preparation. Um, so, and also such little, um, you know, rushed, rushed, and, you know, getting to the ground, and setting up remote, and, you know, as, you know, clipping in and then, you know, players walking out and obviously a brief to make sure that we get all the, um, all the headshots of the players, the team group, the manager. It was, it, it all just, it, it wasn't too much, but it was just more of a, it's not good when you're flustered and you're frustrated because of travel and tired, sleep deprivation and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, professionally, it's a, it's a, very, it's a you start off on a, on the back foot a little bit. Um, but oh, Moving on to today's match, today's match is Portugal versus New Zealand. So, you know, the world's best team, World Cup winners, uh, sorry, European Cup winners, sorry, European Championship winners and uh, New Zealand, Oceania champions. Uh, there is, you know, and I'm not, again, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know here. There's a bit of a big golfing class. Um, New Zealand's best player, I would, you know, again, arguably, uh, Woods, Wood, striker plays at Leeds, uh, top scorer in the championship, or one of the top scorers in the championship, and uh, they are playing against today, you know, one of the best players in the world, one of the best players ever to play the game, in Cristiano Ronaldo, so, you know, we're looking at a big difference in stature, quality, you know, everything really. So it's going to be interesting to see what the New Zealanders do to stop um, so many great players, so many talented players in the Portugal team. Um, Picture-wise, I am lucky I have seat number one today. So that means that I am on the end um, and I won't be blocked from uh, from other, uh, other photographers. You know, as we sit, uh, behind the boards, at the end of the pitch. Sometimes when you sit, and obviously all the chairs are very close in, sometimes you get uh, problems where one photographer leans out and as it works its way down the line, you get blocked. Uh, goal mouth action, goals, celebrations, sometimes that happens. So I have seat number one. So hopefully as the everyone sort of gets into posi- position and settles settles for the game, I will be able to sort of creep out a little bit and uh, have enough room to get the pitches and uh, yeah, no excuses. Uh, get everything that I need to get. So again, because the Portugal are so good, I'm expecting a few goals and uh, you know, there was a lot of predictions going around, 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. Uh, and I think if Portugal play anywhere near their capability, you know, we're looking at a few, a few, four, I would say four or more goals. and. New Zealand uh, have not been have been missing a few easier chances and again I don't think they'll get that many against the the Portuguese but again uh, I am and I will say this I am cheering for New Zealand I want the Kiwis to win I want my uh, southern hemisphere brothers to do well and uh, as a as neutral as I will be as I am as a sports photographer you know I always love the underdogs especially uh, our cousins from across the across the uh, the, the seas there to uh, to win to win today. So I'd like and I've, and picture-wise as well to have an upset. You know, New Zealand to beat uh, Portugal would be a great story for all involved, apart from the Portugal fans probably. So yeah, we're picture-wise. Uh, I am in seat number one. Buda Mendes, my Brazilian colleague, is at the end of, other end of the pitch. Um, Stu Franklin and Lucas Schultz uh, here, shooting for FIFA. So there's uh, yeah, two editorial, two FIFA photographers, and uh, yeah, set up remotes behind the goal as uh, per normal. Um, we got here with plenty of time to spare, and uh, yeah, no excuses today. Let's get let's get some good pictures. And back in the media room after the match, uh, Portugal uh, pretty convincingly beat the Kiwis four 0 Picture-wise, I had a few penalty from Ronaldo. Celebration ran the other way. So no real goals. Well, there was two goals on my end, but both ran the opposite direction. So again, picture-wise, I wasn't, didn't have that big, big and bold uh, celebration that I was hoping for. Uh, Buddha's got some nice stuff. You know, we've got usual action pictures, both of us. Um, I think my favorite picture from the day was a nice detailed shot of uh, Qua, Quaz, uh, I'm, I'm, I butchered that name, I'm sorry. But uh, the Portugal number 8. He's, uh, he's covered in tattoos, he's got like a little uh, Jesus cross on his cheek and uh, he's got wings and uh, like uh, some sort of scripture written on the back of his neck and head. So um, when he took a corner, which was right in front of me, because I was on the number one seat, Um, I did some like you know using the 7200 and then when he came back for the second time I actually used the 400 to do some really tight tight detail shots of um, these tattoos so picture-wise I was quite happy with you know again this this event seems to lack the passion and atmosphere um, that, um, that you would expect from, uh, from an international tournament. But uh, hopefully now that, I mean, again, because it's, you know, the group stages as it would be, the qualifying, um, we're hoping, uh, and when I say we, I mean all the photographers are hoping that uh, the semifinals, uh, which I think Portugal might be playing Germany, um, will have a bit more intensity and a bit more um, passion for when they score a goal so that obviously makes better pictures so yeah back to this match um, I, sh- I got everything the remote worked um, i got a nice penalty um the foot pedal you know it's sort of second nature for me now as soon as there's any sort of action or goalkeeper look like he's about to do something the foot pedal goes down automatically and i've even had times where i shoot you know, I'm on the long lens, go to the 7200, back to the long lens, and then I'm like, oh no, I forgot to press the foot pedal, and then I go back to, uh, and have a, look, have a look at it, and I've actually got it. So I've got to a stage now where that foot pedal uh, motion um, is triggering the remote without even thinking about it, which is, I suppose, uh, uh, what do they call it, muscle memory. It's, uh, it's a good thing <laughs> that um, that works like that. So the remote was good, action was okay, um, no goals, and well, goal okay, uh, celebration, not so good. And uh, yeah, so overall, I'm fairly, again, fairly happy with the day's uh, results. Um, and looking at our pictures, uh, Stu Franklin, who's uh, working for fifa.com, a Getty Images photographer, working for Getty Images, but doing all the content for, um, for FIFA, the FIFA website, also um, was here and in a different position. And uh, looking at the website just briefly now, uh Stu, Buddha and myself I think you know we've we've definitely got um, enough to keep our clients uh, around the world happy and um, like I said unfortunately our my New Zealand uh, friends and uh, newspapers and all these kind of things uh, down there will uh, not be too happy to see the result though but uh, again tonight we've uh, we've just packed up and uh, we go to catch a cab back to the hotel pack up our stuff and we have a a. 7am flight to sochi uh, where we will be going to do uh, i think it's a germany cameroon match um yeah but by the time we get back to the hotel pack up all your stuff uh yeah a good you know a a good solid five hours sleep before we have to get into a taxi um and yeah then we'll go back to sochi Straight to the hotel, drop off the bags, and then go straight to the ground for uh, for the last group stage match. Again, we flew in this morning, uh, left the hotel 4:30, 5 o'clock sort of thing, and uh, yeah, flew in to from St Petersburg to Sochi. Uh, picked up, uh, we had a hire car because even though the, everything's fairly close, because everything's so fenced off around Sochi with um, car parks and everything, it's much easier to travel uh, with a hire car. So we've hired a car, uh, dropped off our bags at the, uh, the hotel and come straight to the ground to set up. So I've set up a roof remote today, so I've got three remotes, two behind the goal and one in the roof, all firing with my foot pedal. Um, Same thing foot pedal triggers both goal remotes and one uh, One of the pocket one of the pocket wizards on top of one of those cameras will fire my roof remote Fingers crossed it does again. It's a bonus if it does it does if it doesn't it doesn't matter But uh, yeah all going well I'll have a couple goals which I haven't had so far in my on my end um, with the remotes uh, especially from the roof I think I've set up three times in the roof, a roof remote, and not got a photo out of it. So again, it's a bit of hit and miss. The music you hear is the music uh, of the teams getting ready to come out. So I should be getting ready to uh, take some pictures, but instead I'm doing a quick recording. But I've been busy running around um, as our IT guy got stuck in St Petersburg for reasons I won't go into. Um, and uh, yeah, so again, looking forward. Good game. Three photographers. Buddha Mendes up in the roof, uh, in the sorry, in the tribune. Um, we haven't had a tr- we haven't had a Tribune photographer for the time we've been here, and uh, Alexander Hassenstein, um, my German colleague who's following the German team, is on the other end. So three of us, two on manager side, one in the Tribune. Three of us should be enough to get every single picture of the customers and and we as a company require. A dominant performance from Germany. Um, Lots of goals, most of them, most of them were on the other side, so uh, we had Alexander Hassenstein, our German photographer, in that corner, he got everything he needed, of course, he always does, and um, yeah, personally the game was okay for me, quite a few good action shots, Um, I used the 300, so... Different grounds have different dimensions, as most people would know, um, and sometimes you sit fairly close to the ground, sometimes you're a bit further back. And the position that we have, uh, and I've mentioned it before, we're a bit further back. So this game, I used the 300mm as my second lens. Uh, my 400mm, I put a converter on it for every now and then, but most of the time it was just a straight 400 for action, and then anything in the goal mouth, I was using the 300mm, and I had my twenty four seventy in case they celebrated uh, in the corner. Um, the 300 mil was much better to use. Um, it was pretty much at the start of the six-yard box. Um, I could. It was full frame 300. That's how far back you are. So it must be a good. It must be a good two or three, maybe three meters back from the touchline, from the corner flag to the corner position where we're sitting, and. I was just finding that the 7200 were just that little bit too loose, especially if, uh, if the, the, uh, there was a header or a shot on goal just on the other side of the goal. Uh, and when I say other side, I mean on the far post from where I'm sitting. Um, the 7200 just seems a bit, little bit too loose, uh, not, not a little bit, way too loose. So using a 300 as a second lens, um, just, you know, and I've mentioned this many times before, fill the frame. You know, uh, good photographers can see um, editors uh, magazines you can see the quality you know when someone's cropping a picture and someone's shooting full in the frame you know it's it's day and night in my opinion and you know and the people that I've learnt off you know like I mentioned again before the Clive Mason's the Sean Bottrell's the you know the Richard Heathcote's previous guests many Al Bello the picture must be full in the frame you know you have to fill the frame and that's the only way you get the impact. That's the way you get this, the, the shallow depth of field. So that's what I've done. Again, that's why I've used the 300 mil. And it, it worked. You know, you can see it. There was a goal. The one goal I had, did have on my side uh, was a Cameroon header. And I've got perfect, full in the frame, guys jumping, goalkeeper in the si- on the side. And you know, it was a, goal, a bit of a goalkeeping mistake. The ball went through his hands. But I've got a nice frame of the goal. The ball on the uh, Cameroon uh, attacking player's head, the ball going through uh, the following frame is the ball going through the goalkeeper's hands. It works, you know, it it just, it works so much better than using it on the 7200 and then relying on uh, Photoshop to crop it more. So, um, you know, and if they did, which they didn't, if they ran towards me and celebrated right in front of me, you know, bang, I've got the 2470 at my feet, pick it up, shoot that, and and then you're away again. So... Um, overall I was happy with the you know with what I got um, as the games go on you feel a bit more confident you you, you know you're getting more out of the each match um, but yeah uh, picture-wise you know Buddha up top got everything he needed Alexander Hassenstein in the in the other far side got everything we needed so yeah and um, yeah so we've got Germany we've got one more match uh, in Sochi where we will, well, I will be shooting uh, Germany v Mexico in uh, the semi-final of the Confederations Cup, and um, my esteemed colleague, multi-multi award-winning photographer Matthias Hengst, will be joining us. Um, so it'll be the four photographers: uh, Matthias, Mendez, Alexander Hassenstein, who I've mentioned before, is following the German team and myself. And um, when it comes to the match, we'll sit down and we'll work out who's going to be where. But uh, yeah, so we've got a, a good semi-final. Mexico have played some of the better football of the tournament, and the Germans, who have brought a B team out, and are still dominant as usual, much to the disappointment of my English colleagues, uh, watching Germany do well even with the B team. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to another good match in, uh, in a few days in Sochi. I didn't do a recording of the last, end of the last match, so I'll just do a quick summary now. I can't remember what it was. It was a couple days ago. Um, preview pictures for the final, which is Germany and Chile. So, uh, we are in, back in St. Petersburg. After flying back from Sochi, and we have a—it's a good final. It's two, probably the well, definitely the two best teams that have played um, at the competition. They've played the best football. They've had the best results, and it's you know it's not a. Even though Chile did beat Portugal in the semi-final on penalties, um, we've definitely got the two best teams. Uh, we are a group of four. Mateus Hangst is. Still with us, he's up in the Tribune again. I've got Buddha Mendes and myself will be on the manager side. I will be shooting the on the Chile, uh, the Chile bench side. Buddha will be on the German bench side and then uh, Alexander Hassenstein who has been following the uh, German team and had a nightmare he it actually he has a he, it's a three hour flight, but he got stuck in Moscow. Um, on the way here to St. Petersburg from Sochi because he was, like I said, he was traveling with the team and um, he actually took 32 hours to get here. Um, flight got delayed, they got stuck in a small airfield, the uh, luggage ended up getting flown out with one airplane instead of the other airplane uh, without, the, without them. So, you know, they didn't know where their luggage was for a, for qu- for a, for a day. Um, But anyway, he's rocked up. He's showed up um, to the game. It's two hours to go before kickoff now. And um, they have just... He's just shown up because they had more troubles with security. And anyway, long saga. He's finally here. And Alexander, if anybody... People who know him, he's full of energy. Always positive. He comes in, grabs a camera, runs back out to do some more general views of the stadium Uh, we have sunlight here and he's back so he's gone out now to shoot some pictures we're just about to step out and uh, yeah hopefully we have a good match remotes as usual remote in the roof Um, yeah I've set up a remote we came in yesterday um, to do press conferences and headshots and all this kind of stuff and yeah we set up a a roof remote um, which I will trigger I have a foot pedal which will fire my camera behind the goal two cameras behind the goal And then on one of those cameras I'm going to put a pocket wizard and that pocket wizard will fire the pocket wizard and my remote in the roof. So um, effectively I've got three cameras um, remotely triggered on the one goal. Um, Like I said on the chilly bench side and if you're watching it on TV, not that you ever will, but if you did I would be on the left hand side. Uh, and then, yeah, hopefully I can get a decent goal and a decent celebration in my corner because I've only had one, really. Well, I had one goal in celebration, but it was Cameroon's first goal after they were losing three or four were well, 3-0. So, and ended up losing 4-1. So, the, the only goal that I have and celebration I have got really on my side is not really counted for anything. So, yeah, not much, not much to show for the uh, matches that I've done. But, you know, that's football and that's photography, I guess. You've just got to be... Uh, Right place, right time. And if it does happen, you've got to be ready to get it. So fingers crossed I'll be ready and something will happen in front of me today. Wow, you made it to the end. I didn't do a final summary of the last match, probably because I was a bit devastated. So here goes. Germany won easily. I got a nice picture of Drexler, the captain, lifting the trophy at the end. Germany dominated the final like they did every match and again proved that they are the team to beat at this year's World Cup. There it is, done. As always, I want to thank my team for a top effort and always keeping the mood and atmosphere high. Ian, Jim, Buddha, Stu, Hoff, my mate Grimstar, and the rest. Especially edit the editing team who trawled through thousands of our pictures and our colleagues from other groups every day from around Russia and deserve a big g'day from me. So thank you very much, guys. Listeners, I hope this gave you an insight to what it was like for me to work at this event and my team, or the team I was working with anyway. This year, in 2018, we have the World Cup, which I will be attending, um, only the group stages. Um, So hopefully, this test event will help me iron out those issues uh, we experienced there, and um though we had a we will have a load more teams and photographers and fans to to contend with and uh all going well, I will do a podcast so uh that may be something for you guys for my handful of listeners out there to enjoy um, some of my wafflings this actual recording. I'm sitting in my uh, apartment that I'm sharing with Mark Trowbridge and someone else who hasn't showed up yet. Mark Trowbridge, my editor, who you would have heard many times mentioned. Um, We're sharing a room um, and I am in Pyeongchang as we speak. So I am doing some recordings from the Winter Olympics. And uh, yeah, this is my first Winter Olympics. So it's a little bit different uh, to what I expected. And uh, as you would expect, it is freezing cold. So, um, And I think um, from speaking to my colleagues who have uh, a lot more experience than me at these Winter Olympics, It's a lot colder than the last two um, in vancouver and in sochi so um yeah the guys up the top uh in on the mountains i'm covering the um coastal area which means short and long track speed skating um, the figure skating or ice dancing as they call it in the netherlands and um, and curling which i'm surprisingly looking forward to more than i thought i would the venues are great. The food has been amazing. The people have been super nice. And, uh, yeah, I've been here for a week already. So, again, this is the recording. But, anyway, more of that later. And coming up in the next uh, couple shows, I'll put that out for sure. Um, back to this show. As always, you can contact me on Twitter or Instagram on All Sports Snapper or my website, allsportsnapper.com. I look forward to hearing from some of you out there in podcast land, Um, iTunes, or podcast app you use please leave a nice review Um, I don't think I've done anything bad to justify a bad review but if I have maybe let me know before you uh, start uh, slating me off on uh, comments things Um, but anyway many thanks for letting me into your headphones or car stereo uh, while you're driving around or jogging or whatever you're doing and last thing for me observe, listen and practice because your best photo could be one frame away